a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey guys and gals, this is Chris Kiefer, and you are entered in the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com. I wore the 2019 Light Hydrogen orange and navy gear today for the 2019 450 shootout i think i said that but looked so good and i wore it on the blue bike it popped looks bitchin you don't see a lot of orange gear sets on a blue bike but this one looks good because it has some navy in it so it really sets it off go check them out over at flyracing.com get yourself some over at rocky mountain they sell it over there so tell them Kiefer sent you and we're going to be working hard to get you some more information and some more products that you can look over at Rocky Mountain. So things that I approve, things that I've tried, and maybe that you guys want for yourselves. Head over to Racetech.com if you have some suspension needs or engine needs. Get your oil changed and your forks and shock, people. That helps. For me, it's every 10 to 15 hours. For you guys, 20 to 30 hours, change your oil. Trust me. It helps. Helps hold up. Helps damping feeling, helps control of the bike. If you guys aren't into your engine and you want a little bit more pep in your step, head over to Racetech.com. They do engines too. Tell them Kiefer sent you. Maybe they'll get you a break. And we will keep that dirt bike moving on down the track or the trail. Good time. So this podcast is all about the 2019 Yamaha Off-Road. Ooh. Off-road introduction in South Carolina at Randy Hawkins private facility. What pisses me off is I had already a crap ton of testing scheduled and Yamaha sent me an email saying, Hey Kiefer, we're going to have this introduction in South Carolina. And I was bummed because I really wanted to go. Why else wouldn't I wanted to go? Because it had good dirt. GNCC style of riding. I don't get that shit out here on the West Coast. I get silt, single track that's blown out with whoops. Back there, you got shade, you got green, you got wet conditions, you got rocks, you got roots, you got streams. Stuff that I miss and I don't get over here on the West Coast. So I couldn't go. So I sent my guys Dominic Chimino and Randy Richardson of course, Randy lives back in South Carolina. He loves two-strokes, and he loves small-bore four-strokes. And that fit because Yamaha is introducing the YZ250X, the YZ250FX, and the YZ450FX. Three bikes, 2019 bikes. The YZ450FX is brand new. 
small minor updates to the X and the FX on the 250 models. But from what I heard, and you'll listen to this podcast, you know, in its entirety, you'll listen to Dom say, really fun bike, the 450 FX. Dom owned a previous version of a YZ450FX, so he really could pick this new bike apart and compare it to his older bike. And that's one of the main reasons why I wanted him to go, because he actually went out and bought a Yamaha FX with his with his own money and rode the shit out of it. So it makes sense for him to kind of, he knows the product, he knows the bike, he can kind of compare it. If it has improved, he would know. So in this podcast, I sat down with him in a remote location. We were out doing some photos today for the 450MX shootout, and I thought, hell, let's interview Dom and see how the days went, because Yamaha had them out for two days over at, like I said, at the private facility of Randy Hawkins, and why not? Let's talk to him, see what he thought, and break it down. I didn't go, so I can't tell you much about it, so I have zero time on those bikes, so I thought, well, why not? You guys don't know what an introduction is like. He kind of breaks down what Yamaha did what they do when we get there, and how it was all ran, a little bit about the course and the track, and also, of course, about the three bikes that were there. I just thought it would be a good, fun podcast for you guys to listen to and kind of give you like a first impression of those three bikes and how they work. So without further ado, and without talking too much crap to you guys here and moving this thing along, I'm going to give you over to Dom. Like I said, we did this at the track, so this is a remote podcast, but not going to put the commercials into this one, guys, because it's not very long. I'm not going to bore you guys with 12 minutes of commercials. But please support the guys, support us. Rocky Mountain, Fly Racing, Race Tech, Skosh, Rutted Racing, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Blood Lubricants, FMF, and 6D Helmets. Please, guys, these are the advertisers that come on this show that I believe in that I would purchase the products from. Again, for those of you newbies out there, these advertisers that are on the show are not just some people that say, hey, Kiefer, I want to be on your show. I'm going to give you some money. And I say, yes, I don't work that way. Things that I believe in, right? Things that I like. Otherwise, I could have a lot more advertisers on the show, but we try to keep it with people that I believe in and the products that are actually good. So please support the people that support this podcast and we'll keep this sucker moving along, like I said. So enjoy your guys' day. We'll be back next week with two podcasts in one week. Of course, 2019 450 MX shootout start Tuesday and Thursday. So we'll have podcasts up that night each day. Each day's results, okay, will be up on the podcast. Tuesday's winner, Thursday's winner, and then we'll have another podcast about overall combined results and see who took this baby. Again, I will not have my results in the shootout. I don't want people thinking I'm biased. So we're going to have 20 riders, 20 test riders over the course of this shootout. And we're going to crown a champion. For those of you guys listening out there, if you're 205 pounds, you're going to relate to a rider in my podcast and in our shootout. Okay? If you're 150 pounds, you're going to have a rider to relate to. There is many sizes, abilities, and types of riders in this shootout. So... That is why we are doing such a broad range of people here so you guys can try to relate to them. So look for that next week. Again, that's Tuesday and Thursday. If you guys have any questions, hit me up. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I'm happy to answer them for you. That's what we do here. 
And thanks goes out to Yamaha for inviting Kiefer Inc. Testing for some off-road stuff. I love doing off-road. I want to get more involved in it. And my plan is to do more off-road stuff in 2019 because I will be expanding a little bit and I will have more help. So that is nice for you off-road guys out there. So thanks for listening and here's Dom. Okay, we're here with the guy that went to South Carolina for me for the 2019 Yamaha off-road intro. None other than, should I say, ex-employee of Alpine Stars? Dominic Simino. Simino? Simino. How do you say it? Chimino. Oh, I would never have gotten that. Chimino or Simino? Chimino? Chimino. In Italian, it's C-I. Oh, it's good. I always call you Simino. No. That's bad. Semino or Chimino, one or the other. All right. Dominic that's me. Chimino. That's me, buddy. He's been, uh, actually, he was with me at Dirt Rider for a, for a long time. And then, uh, of course, I escaped the entrapment that is Dirt Rider the magazine wrath. and uh, went on my own. And he actually um, came on board and he actually does stuff for Le Big as well. So we split him. He's French. Italian and American, <laughs> and so he's, he goes around the map here. For Doing us. it, baby. So last week, Yamaha had an intro in South Carolina at Randy Hawkins' private correct. property, correct? That's correct. And you and, of course, Randy Richardson mm -hmm. went out there and rode three bikes, YZ250FX, YZ250X, and YZ450FX. So first things first. Give us a little bit about what it's like in South Carolina, how the property was, and what the whole thing was about. Because I guess people don't really understand what manufacturers do when they throw an intro. So That's give us correct. some background. Yeah, so this, I've had uh, the privilege of going to a couple different intros out of California. Um, and it takes a lot of work on their behalf to kind of host everybody. Everything from picking you up at the airport, taking you to where you need to be. Um, this time Yamaha hosted us at a, in a really cool spot in downtown Greensville. Uh, which is actually really cool. They updated this, as they call it the River Walk, I believe, and it had a bunch of cool restaurants and bars, and the hotels were beautiful. It's a great area of town, and then about an hour away from that, you're just out in the country. Like, literally, it was country. So time. you're an hour away from town? Yeah, we were about an hour, hour and a half, give or take. <laughs> okay. uh, they had a little bit of traffic, but nothing like Cali. Anyway, but yeah, as soon as we left the where we were staying in the hotel and ventured towards Hawkins' uh, property, I mean, you're just, you just see green for days. Like, it's just trees, 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 trees. Not much elevation from what you see to the naked eye, mm -hmm. but once you get out onto his actual property, like, it's, it, was, it was beautiful, to say the least. Incredibly vast, wide open. I mean, you're away from all of civilization, which was nice. Right. And then uh, when, when we showed up for the first day to ride the 250 bikes, both of them, they kind of described the course a little bit and how they set things up. And to my surprise, like this is the first time uh, we got to do something like this where it was true GNCC style riding. And they set up like a 12 mile course it took. When I was boogieing, like I thought I was riding fast. Oh no, I got the lowdown on you. Okay? What do you mean? I got the lowdown on you. From who? You think that I don't find shit out, but I Hopefully find shit out. Hopefully it was bad out. or was it good? No, but I, I, I hear that you said that we need to set a fast lap. I hear that you're trying to set a fast lap and trying to get the time out, out for myself. Travis was letting me know in some things that you were you're trying to lay down the law a little bit down there. I mean, all I did was when I left the pit, I said, hey, Randy, what time is it? Uh -huh. He's like, two o'clock. And I was like, brr, gone. Right. That's and then I came back and I go, Randy, what time is it? And then Travis is like, oh, fast lap? Yes. See, that, see we sniff it out. And he I sniffed tried. it out quick. So what? How, how long was the lap then? 
when I was feeling good, 30 minutes. Okay, so that's good. So this yeah. is a true, actual GNCC loop. Yep. Not some West Coast dusty bullshit that right. we normally get. Mm -hmm. So for the people listening out there, which is kind of nice, so these bikes are closed course only, correct? That's correct. Um, so it's nice to get them in the environment the racing in. GNCC is a closed course event, yep. correct? That's correct. Um, and so these, that's kind of what Yamaha targeted. And I guess from what I've read from your article, because if you guys want to check out Dom's um, article on the YZ450FX, you can go to keyforinktesting.com and read about it. And also Randy Richardson's um, article is up there as well. Do it. Go read it. Um, but GNCC, how many people they get? So they have... They give you a number, right? Yeah, in 2017, they had 12,000 people racing dirt bikes. That's dirt bike specific because they also do quads. Okay. So only dirt bikes was up to 12,000. And they had, I forgot the number of fans, like 70,000 fans that attended all the races all throughout the year. So so the numbers are big. East Coast off-road is way more popular yeah, than West it's Coast big. off-road. And that's why Yamaha specifically explained to us in our introductory dinner and, uh, dinner and tech briefing, they, they told us how important it was for them to focus on this market because it's so big. Right. And the fact that they are honing in on a specific model that is good for those conditions is a testament to them and continuing to develop and make better and better bikes every year and not just kind of covering up a motorbike and you know sheep's clothing however you say it right right so these things are definitely meant to be in the trees and that's why they flew us to south carolina so we can test them in the real deal so yz450fx lots changed there yeah yz250x and fx not a whole lot of changes right no. so randy wrote the article on the YZ250X and the FX, mm -hmm. and he explained, he he actually comes from more of a two-stroke background, he likes to ride two-strokes, he likes to ride small bore four-strokes, he thinks the YZ450 you know, F, the motorbike, is too much bike for him. But one thing that stood out to me that I, when I read his article is how Yamaha has the Power Tuner app available on the FX, mm -hmm. um, the YZ450 450, FX, yeah. Yeah, and how he could detune so he could actually handle the bike in the woods. So yep. I guess just coming from you and your background, what do you think? Because you've ridden the YZ450FX prior yeah, years. Yeah, I've owned one. Right. Yeah. you have owned Yeah, one. when I lived in Vegas, that was my last, one of the last bikes that I owned personally for over a year. Okay, so perfect. So how does that new, how does the new bike compare to your old it's bike? It's a video? big, big difference. Okay, so yeah. give us, give us some engine feeling compared to the engine. So the engines... I mean, they're not drastically different because I feel the Yamaha power plant has been good year after year. Mm -hmm. This, the new engine power plant, I think is way more refined and I think it's, it, it reacts, you know, way more to throttle sensitivity in, in different situations. Right. It's not just like a powerhouse. Like I felt like the 2016 bike where you couldn't really detune it unless you had the tuner. Um, it was fast, you know, and it didn't really, it wasn't as forgiving as the new bike. Um, but the new, the 2019 version, if you if you fire it up and you ride it in a stock trim, on the standard map that's on the bar, it's still fast. And let's get to that real quick. So there is a handlebar mounted map switch, map switch. on the YZ450FX. Correct. The only other Yamaha that has that, people, is the YZ250F. Motocross bike. Right. The YZ450F does not have a handlebar mounted map switch. Correct. So the FX450 comes with two preloaded already. Correct. In. Base settings. Yeah, like your standard, which what, like what I was just mentioning, it's still pretty fast. Okay. Bike's got a lot of bark. Um, you know, a lot of us out there in the tight trees, initially after our first lap or so, most of us that were there were like, it's too much. Okay. Like, it's... 
the bike was way too fast for the conditions we were in. Right. So if you pot, you just push the button again. This is how you get it off the showroom. It drops it into a more mellow setting and really smooths things out overall. Okay. And then, of course, with the with the Power Tuner app, any adjustments that you make in the app will go on top of those base settings that the bike comes with. Okay. So again, a full day we spent tinkering and kind of messing between different two different styles and try, me trying to find one that I like personally for myself. And it really was that was like the the shocker for me for the day was really experiencing how much the bike could change with your damn cell phone. Yeah. So you can preload two maps of your own in there. Yep. Anything you, you want. Right. So if you guys are out there that are like, man, I'm on the fence of getting an F or an FX. The beauty about getting an FX is you can ride it in moto conditions. I've seen it happen like full moto conditions and take it on the trails, take it in GNCC, you can yep. take it to GPs. Yep. So it's a really wide spectrum. What is the difference between the FX and the F? So the biggest difference, wide ratio is five-speed tranny. So first gear, super low. Okay. Like granny crawl low will get you out of some gnarly sections. Fifth gear is like overdrive. So it is fast as hell. So it's just like... Oh, yeah. Once you, you come out of the woods, they had these open stretches of grass for us to like lay it out. And I would hit fifth and just try my best to start revving it out, and I wouldn't get close. And wow. it was scary fast. Really? Yeah. Fifth gear is like... I think it would excel really well out here in the West for hair and hounds and what have you. Yeah, so out there, you're like, what the hell are you doing? With right. It? <laughs> so out when I was at Dirt Rider, Chris Dennison and I, we clocked this sucker when we had the older FX. We clocked it 101. Yeah. Just stock gearing, 101 yep. miles an hour. I don't. I wouldn't put it past this new bike either. Yeah. It's that fast. Um, so give us a little bit about, is it feel heavy in the woods? Yes, it does. And that's, when I owned the 2016 version as a personal bike, that was my biggest gripe. It was just too sluggish. Like, weight wise not power and agility because i feel it's different um but yes i felt that it was a little too heavy at slower speeds so again we were in really tight trees you know we're barely some some sections our bars would barely clear okay because that's how close we were but in those tighter sections when you really want to flick the bike around it just didn't have that super fast reaction time like maybe the the smoker would or even the 250 fx would what about engine braking did you feel a lot that? of it. Okay. It so that was always a Yamaha character, guys, for listening out there. Even the F, that has a lot of engine braking. Yeah. And what happens is you get a lot of front-end dive. Yep. So do you get that in the woods? So th- that's what I liked about this new bike versus my old one is the front-end dive is a lot less. Because the dampening in the forks. Yep. The okay. forks are updated. I feel the balance of the bike is much better because my 2016 FX, as soon as you left the gas, the thing would just stink bug pitch. Like, pfft. Right. But this new bike is not nearly as bad. So there's bad. more holdup in the yep, front end. Definitely. So did they, they explain what they did at the suspension? Did they get heavier springs or valve? They or actually, for the FX specifically, they went lighter springs than the motocross model. Okay. Um, and then on both front and rear, and also on valving specs, it's been lessened dramatically to help with small bump absorption, rocks, you know, popping over tree roots and stuff like that. So the bike is heavy in the tight stuff. Yeah. But along with weight comes with stability stability factor and that's again that's kind of where you f- have to find that balance right, right. Each, each rider we all prefer what we want if you want light flickable you know popping in and out of the tight trees and stuff you know maybe that's not the best bike but if you want to open this thing up fast and have stability over rough sections and being able to trust this thing at speed this thing's a weapon you know if you had to choose when you had all three bikes in the woods which one did you like the oh most? wow that's a good question well, th- I'm glad you brought this up because while we were at Dirt Rider together, mm-hmm. I was able to take home all three, remember? Yep. I took home 
all these bikes at the same time and I rode them back to back to back to back for whatever a month or two in Vegas in the desert and I never liked the 250FX because it's the six speed tranny right um, when you're out in the open to the land out here like you're in fourth gear before, like when you leave the pit right but when you put this bike in the woods that's where the thing belongs and I felt that that bike shined so well like the tranny made sense the power delivery made sense the balance suspension all the settings made sense that thing for me was probably my favorite to ride I'm not much of a two stroke guy I don't like a two-stroke that much. And I like that bike, right. but if we're going to pick one out of the three, it'd be the two for the FX. Right. Because you, you feel like you have some fun factor down yeah. low and poppy. It's still snappy, you know, it's lighter feeling, uh-huh. you know, and it's got plenty of juice to get you out of stuff. Does the 250 FX have chugability, lugability? Can you lug it? Yes, but it's different. And it allows you to ride the bike. I noticed myself a few times coming into like a tricky section. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm in third gear or something. I'm just going to bog this thing to death. Right. And it actually would just roll right through it. So what we call that, I guess, when we do production testing, we call it recovery time. So if you're in the wrong gear and you're bogging the 250FX, mm-hmm. fanning the clutch, does it have good recovery time to get back into the meat of the power? Yes. Yeah. So that is similar to the F. So the 19F is similar. It has very good recovery time. If you're in third gear, you roll a third gear in the corner. You fan the clutch a couple times, and you're right back in the meat of the power. So that's the benefit of a Yamaha feel. Like, recovery time is is much better. So YZ250FX, like I said, has some engine braking, but is it as noticeable as it on the 450? No, and it's it's crazy because the 450 is so dramatic with it, and you'd think maybe that it could be the same on the 250F, but it's not. Okay. It's not nearly as bad. So you're in the woods, third gear. Third gear usable in the trees mm-hmm. on the 250FX? Yes, it is. Okay, so... That's one thing Randy said. He mentioned that he liked the way that it felt. It felt lighter. It felt poppy. It has excitement. So if you were going over some roots and some things, that it it's very good to get over that type of stuff. Yep. And also the suspension was a little bit uh, more compliant for him on the 250FX. Likewise. And Randy's a buck sixty-five, and you're what? One forty-five, no gearish, give or take. You're a small guy. Yeah. Skinny you're like dude. Dick and ribs. <laughs> I like to think so. Yes. <laughs> So, YZ250X, pipey? Yes. Is so, it, is it, you're on the, you're on the, a, oh, you're on the East Coast woods, right? Yeah. You got roots and slippery shit everywhere. So, disclaimer, I have a YZ250F, excuse me, 250X two-stroke in my garage currently. It's my, one of my best friend's bikes. And you just don't want to ride it? No, no, I ride the hell out of it. Okay. And I've ridden the hell of it back home too. And I really like the bike. Okay. And in the woods... In uh, in South Carolina, it was also it was really fun to ride. It's just so, it's so hard to compare the power delivery and usability of a four stroke compared to those bikes. Right now, chassis, how nimble, how damn light the bike is. I mean, give me a break. You can't beat it. Does it have lugability? Yes, it does. Does it have it? Did they ever talk about flywheel weight on they that? Don't, bike? Yeah, they don't flywheel weight it. I got I gotta get with. So the flywheel weight is the same as the 250? As far as I know. Okay. Because they didn't mention any different weights on flywheel. They only mentioned transmission changes. Pipe is a little bit different. It's more compact. And I want to say exhaust port on the cylinder is a little bit... It's tailored a little bit differently to match the pipe. Okay. So it does have a different style of power delivery than the two-stroke model. Right. It's a little bit more, like, chuggable, you know. So let's talk about two-strokes for one second. I'm not here to shit on two-strokes, right. okay? We're here to talk about the Yamaha intro, but it takes a certain type of person to buy a, a YZ250X or any two-stroke for that matter. It 
guys that want to spend a little bit less money, yep. don't want to do a lot of maintenance because that bike is very reliable. You don't do much to it. You mix gas, you haul Run ass, it. and you go ride, right? Run it. But people freak out on two strokes. And for me, they're just really difficult to ride, especially when you're riding four strokes a lot. Yep. You appreciate how good four strokes are. Yeah, I mean, the technology speaks for itself, right? Right. We're tuning the motor on a cell phone on one bike, on one stand, on the other bike, you got to put an oil in the gas and blowing it out to warm it up. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> so there is a market for the, I, I feel like, for the YZ250X. I just think guys that want to spend a little bit less money, they want to go race on the weekend, they want to throw it in their truck, go ride, and that's it. You they don't want to You can definitely have just as much fun on the bike. There is no doubt about it. Yeah. You know, it's fun to ride. As you said, there's all the all the things that make it easy to own one is definitely a factor. Mm -hmm. Price is a factor. Yeah. You could definitely have a great do time. Do you offhand, on it. do you remember what the MSRP is off for? for the, I don't. I know, I want to say the 450FX was $94.99. And if I'm not mistaken, the 250X was in the seven somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's up on keyforinktesting.com. You guys can go there and check it out on Dom's story and Randy's. The MSRPs are in there. But for me, I'm going back to when I rode YZ250X, the, F, the 250FX, and the 450FX. To me, I love a 450 power because it's easy to, to get around on. Mm -hmm. If I want to be lazy, I can. I'm a big fan of, of working smarter, not harder. Right. And I ride a little bit smoother, so having more power for me is better. I would rather deal with a little bit of weight in the trees. Granted, we don't get that type of great traction slash greenery slash mm -hmm. roots here in the west coast but i have been back east and i'd rather deal with a little bit of weight and have some power versus uh for me versus having a bike that doesn't have enough and having a lightweight feel right so and the new bike you know the 2019 chassis that was introduced last year in the motocross model it's made its way over now so when you look at this bike obviously it looks just like the motocross bike the only thing you can tell is it's got the kickstand obviously 18 inch rear wheel kind of sets it apart and that's it right. there's a bigger tank that's tucked underneath the seat it's like 2.16 gallons now uh, but it has all these other little off-road traits that you wouldn't even know like to the naked eye it just looks like a motocross bike um kickstand 18 yeah. inch rear wheel yep so it's got the bigger tank 18 inch rear wheel kickstand wide ratio of transmission right um it's got a starter cover and a clutch actuator plate to kind of keep sticking debris out like in the mud and stuff so they oh, put a couple clutch arm is yep they put these little covers mm. on there and on the starter motor is like this little plate that covers the starter motor too mm. um it's got a new updated skid plate which is actually beautiful it's like all you'd ever need right. contours the motor water pump area it's got great coverage so thick enough plastic where it can yeah, take some abuse absolutely yep. yep and then obviously the map switch is unique for that bike for now um so funny thing you say about the clutch actuator on the starter is so i have a big problem with the yz450f when i go Mostly, I've had this problem when I raced. Um, a rock gets stuck in between my clutch actuator arm and the starter engine piece motor. Yep. And then it doesn't let my clutch disengage. So I'm engaging my clutch. I'm right. I'm thinking, what the heck's going on? It's like, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm fanning the clutch. It's not releasing. So what happens for you guys out there, and I've said this in the podcast before, a rock gets lodged in there. So that's very funny because i've explained to yamaha this has happened and i wonder if that's the reasons why they went to the fx because ring testing well it's kind of weird right i'm thinking <laughs> i got I, haven't, I didn't know that was on there yeah. i really got to pay attention to that and look at it. Yep, that and the starter plate that's yep. very smart especially Specific. for off-road yeah, so yeah. much shit gets in there yeah and the, i mean the elements are there 
the first day we showed up, like the first about a t- couple hours, I mean, we were covered in slop. You right. know, it was wet and juicy in oh, all the good whoa, ways. In all the good easy. ways. Trust me, man. We're, we're, now you're speaking a language that <laughs> I like. And then we're, we're jumping in and out of the water crossings and whatnot. So, yeah, you can imagine after a three-hour GNCC right. race what these bikes go through. Yeah. And we've seen the conditions that these guys ride in. I mean, it's gnarly. Yeah, they, they abuse bikes oh, hardcore. Ma- they really do. And another thing, let's talk about that real quick and we'll wrap this up. But durability of a Yamaha. Can't beat it. I mean, you buy bikes. Yeah. You're an actual guy that goes out. And unlike me where I get free shit, you're buying bikes. Out of all the bikes you've owned, would you say Yamaha is one of the most durable bikes you've yes, owned? Yes, hands down. Yeah, so... And I and if anybody begs to differ, I mean, obviously, yeah. Do we all have our freak incidents of shit happening? Of course. But overall, when you compare it brand to brand, they're so hard to beat as far as their durability, you right. know, and like what you can put them through. Yeah, you I've got really... a good friend of mine back home who is known for just not maintaining his bikes whatsoever he's only on yamahas the things always run no matter what 200 plus hours on them like they just run they yeah. go and go and go so there you go dominic chimino bravo yeah so hard it's good just call me dom no i just call you dom so anyway that's the wrap up of the yz off-road intro 2019 intro in south carolina again if you guys want to go learn more read more if you prefer reading your yeah. stuff you can go to keyfreaktesting.com, click on the homepage, and it's up there. Or click on bikes, and then off-road, and then boom, you're there. So I don't want to get these emails and I can't find it. It's right in front of your faces. It's Do not, it. It's not that hard. Read so, it. Give us some feedback, too. If, if it's any good, that that's, uh, means we're doing our job well, hopefully. Yeah, if it's good, let us know. If it's shitty, let us know that, too. Just blame it on Chris. Yes. Trust me, they do. That it all sure. comes back to me. <laughs> all and right. Th- thanks to Yamaha, obviously. There you go. Thanks, Mike Ulrich. Thank you, Travis. Thank you, Randy Hawkins. Thank you, uh, Derek Brooks. Thank you, everybody uh, that was involved in making that trip happen. It Yamaha really does cool. a good job when they do intros. Yeah, it was really fun. We had a great time. It was a good group of people. How weird is it, real quick, to have a Supercross champion work on your shit? I think it's rad. It's weird for me. Like, I see that and I'm like, Travis, all right, let me do it. Don't worry about it. Like, and Travis doesn't care. Like, he likes no. doing it. And he's always... And he works hard. Like, he he's is. always there. He's always hands-on. He's not just, like... He's very meticulous. Yep. Yeah, he's... Yep, he's, he's all in. Like, I, it was just... It's, it's cool going to those events and having the support, especially because Randy had his whole pro-am team there. Right. He had his riders, too. Ricky Russell and uh, a few other guys. I forgot their name. I apologize. But his team and mechanics were there, too. So they're there helping us set the bikes up, get SAG ready gassing whatever hey, you off-road know? crowd is a it's much awesome. mellower crowd yeah. than moto so and they're so nice over there it's real southern hospitality we got to experience yep all right guys there you go thanks for listening again keyforinktesting.com you guys have any questions out there hit me up chris at keyforinktesting.com dom doesn't have an email nope he's clipped for right now yep. until i get his last name down right <laughs> so then we'll, we'll jump him in later all right thanks later